Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, we're about to uh, play some video games. Vidya games. Uh, yes, today we are reviewing Jonah Tulis and Blake J. Harris's Console Wars, uh, a documentary that is now streaming on CBS All Access in the United States. Um, not currently uh, streaming in Canada uh, quite yet. Uh, I'm not sure what the release plan is for the worldwide stuff, but um, unfortunately, if you are Canadian, uh, there are no legal game over, ways man. to find this movie right now. Yeah, game over, man. Uh, Eric, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's it's been a week since we've recorded last, but I think uh, you know we're excited to get back into it. We have plenty of reviews coming up. So and and we this do, being yeah. one of them. Yeah, I, we were so busy um, with TIFF and Cinefest, so busy that we forgot about a couple Cinefest movies and they expired. So we apologize. Uh, we won't be having reviews for Falling or nine, um, days. nine days, unfortunately. Uh, but we have lots of other content that you guys can check out. We have reviews. Uh, all of our TIFF reviews are up right now. Uh, like Eric said, we'll have um, tons of reviews in the next you know week or so. Um, so we'll have this review. Uh, Dick Johnson is dead. Uh, another documentary, uh, Possessor, uh, Black Bear, 40-year-old version, Trial of the Chicago 7, Charm City Kings, uh, Borat, subsequent films coming out. Uh, you got the Alex Gibney doc about coronavirus. So um, it's not slowing down by any means. We needed to take a little bit of a breather because I think we were both pretty worn out after you know the the two festivals and you're still on the documentary jury for the critics choice so you've been going ham on that but yeah it took a little bit of a break uh but we're back now and you'll have tons re- tons of reviews uh, the movies don't stop in the next uh month or so we, we can't press pause not- <laughs> ah, i love it um if you guys like this, we have uh, two more podcasts we would love for you guys to check out. The Untitled Movie Podcast, our 77th draft, should be up uh, very, very soon for you guys to check out. Uh, it's been a while since we did a main show. It'll be kind of our festival wrap-up as well as there's tons of news like Jamie Foxx coming back to the Spider-Man films, which is wild. Uh, you got the casting for Ms. Marvel, so tons of Marvel stuff as a well as A lot of Canadian Marvel-related um, news. Yeah. Will, which we will talk about on the 77th draft, as well as Untitled Movie Conversations, uh, which is our interview show. Our latest episode was with Jay Wadley, who is the composer for I'm Thinking of Ending Things, the Charlie Kaufman film on Netflix. Uh, we're trying to set up our next guest uh, right now, so we'll hopefully we'll have an ep- another episode uh, for you guys on that soon. But please go subscribe to those two shows over there. Eric, let's get into it. What is Console Wars? Well, Matt, to kind of, you know, keep it summarized and short so we can get right into the review, it's your classic David versus Goliath story of Sega coming into its own versus Nintendo on the game market and sort of biding for uh, dominance in the, um, you know, the arena. So we have two of these giant... um, video game companies specifically nintendo being the monopoly uh, at the time in the late 1980s into the early 90s when sega kind of first arrived and it's sort of mostly from the point of view of sega kind of trying to compete 
with Nintendo, which again was a company that was on the scale of Disney and even compared to Disney multiple times throughout. So you get perspectives on, you know, how things were in the company as they were going and then also when Sega was introduced and it, the movie kind of goes up into um uh, PlayStation's arrival where you feel like you could maybe make another film uh, after that to kind of talk about, you know, PlayStation and even, you know, Xbox and Microsoft. But specifically, this is focused on the rivalry uh, between those two companies, both Sega and Nintendo, and a little bit of kind of the origins of Nintendo as well, kind of coming out of, uh, you know, Atari and the idea of, you know, that doing well and being able to sell, you know, a a home console system um, to the market and kind of being able to get kids interested in video games. Um, it's yeah. overall a very yeah. kind of standard documentary that is playing on nostalgia for people that, you know, grew up with either or both in some cases, uh, Nintendo and Sega consoles and sort of looking at like, you know, the behind the scenes kind of scheming and sabotaging of uh, each other's brands and how marketing plays a huge role in sort of getting the consumer interested in the product. Yeah, because like you were saying, video games were kind of like a, a dead uh kind of format uh in the in the mid 80s after kind of atari fell out and, and buried and no the one et thought, game you know, <laughs> yeah oh that et game and there's a whole documentary on that et and it's game. not very I think it good. might be a short it's it's dumb. no it, it yeah i don't remember I, I think i watched it um but um it was it a feature length or a short i think it was a feature i think it was literally oh, like really? something that came it, i think i watched or at least it, it was like 45 minutes like it was, i remember watching yeah. it and thinking this is like way too long almost. for yeah. what it is what it is anyways um for this yeah nintendo entering the market with the nes in the late 80s and then kind of this movie focuses on the 16-bit era of you know when the sega when sega launched the genesis and nintendo launched the super nintendo um they kind of skip over the Sega Master System, which was Sega's first console um, that competed against the NES. But overall, yeah, I, I think you were right. It's a pretty standard documentary where I feel like you'll be more invested in it if you were a big fan of video games in the 90s. I think that will help your kind of enjoyment level of the entire thing. I don't think the movie does anything, you know, groundbreaking or spectacular or overly cinematic or anything like that. It is mostly, you know, a history lesson with, I know something you hate in documentaries a lot, Eric, is the overuse of animation, which is used in this in this quite a bit. But they do it in kind of a pixel 16-bit style, which I kind of could get behind. And um, some of the characters that you meet, which like one of the guys who worked at Sega who's been living at like a, a Best Western or whatever it is or a, a Comfort Inn. Shinobu Tayoni, like yeah. Like that's like, yeah, the, that yeah. was one of the, the funniest things to kind of kick it yeah. all off because you see this you know this little japanese man kind of you know getting the introduction and doing that kind of like bridged walking to the camera before you know he's kind of doing the talking head thing and then he reveals that like you know since 1989 he's been living uh at or at least part-time comfort at in. a comfort <laughs> inn and it's just like what do you see in this <laughs> like <laughs> 
It's incredible. So there are little moments like that. And there are some personalities there that are, I think are engaging to kind of listen to and hear them tell their story from, from their perspective of this time in the nineties. And obviously I think, yeah, this movie is very nostalgic for me. Someone who did grow up during this time period, who was obsessed with video games. So like, I mean, you guys have seen me, you know, I reviewed the last of us recently. I've talked about video games constantly on the main show. And it is a big part of my life where, you know, movies are my passion, but video games were always there kind of first and were always my second kind of hobby that I always went to. And and I was such a Nintendo kid uh, growing up. I had, um, you know, I never had an NES, but I had friends who had NESs that I would go over and play all the time. And I think my cousins had one and things like that. And then the Super Nintendo, just like in this movie, was my first, you know, video game console that I became obsessed with. So, I knew about the console wars just by being a kid during this era. So it was kind of fun now as an adult to kind of go back. And I love seeing old advertisements and old and now working in marketing as well as being, you know, on the, in the film industry, it was kind of fun to see, you know, how they came up with that concept and why it worked and, um, and, and how they, you know, marketed towards kids and whether it was more kid friendly approach, approach from Nintendo or the more like, you know, teen, uh, focused approach from Sega and then how Nintendo copied them in the back and forth. And it, it's such an, it was such an interesting kind of time that hasn't, it's changed a bit when it comes to Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo now, the three big uh, players. But um, this was very much a war and, and it was so interesting to see these two companies go back and forth and, and obviously, uh, Blake J. Harris, uh, it's based off of a book he wrote in, in 2014, one of the co-directors, which I've heard is excellent. I haven't read it. Um, but while the filmmaking, I think, is pretty standard, um, I, do f- I did find the subject matter obviously very engaging and entertaining and, um, and interesting. And uh, watching throughout the whole thing, um, I-, I was like, oh, this would make a really cool like mini series on like a cable network, like a Showtime or HBO or something, which I think Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are, you know, executive producers on this, uh, were planning to do at one point, or it was going to be a film or something like that. Because like a dramatized version of this with people playing like these characters, these actual people, and that just kind of like the rivalry between Sega and Nintendo in a period piece like that, I think could be a, a lot of fun. And while I don't think this movie is, you know, great by any means i think if you enjoy the subject matter or if you live during this time and you were a sega kid or a nintendo kid um i think you will kind of be engaged for the 90 minutes or so that it that it uh it rolls on so i i enjoyed myself i just don't it, it's your pretty standard talking heads interview doc with you know uh archival footage from commercials and and mall appearances in the video games and conventions and things in. like that yeah and conventions and then uh, interspliced with some you know animated sequences that are done in like a 16-bit sega or nintendo style so um yeah i i liked it uh i again i just keep going back if i lived through this and it was so cool to kind of you know relive it and my uncle mark was the guy who ironically got me into movies because he's a cameraman and a cinematographer but he also was the guy who introduced me to Sega because he was the cool uncle who had a Sega and I had the Super Nintendo at home. So uh, I remember going over to his apartment. He used to live above my Opa shoe store and he had this really awesome loft in downtown Oshawa. And 
um, he had a Sega with Sonic the Hedgehog, and then that made me kind of get obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog and Knuckles the Echidna, and and he eventually gave me his Sega Genesis, and I was one of those kids who had both. And um, ultimately, I, I don't think I was ever a Sega kid because I think Sonic is the only game I really uh, remember loving on my Sega Genesis and just being obsessed with. And I had Sonic comic books and watched the cartoon. And I mean, we talked about this a little bit when we reviewed Sonic the Hedgehog earlier this year. I can't believe that was this year. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I just don't think it's any, it's not a masterclass in documentary filmmaking or anything, but I think it's a very watchable doc. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an, it's an easy watch. And you know, like, again, if you kind of grew up in this era or had any investment in, you know, uh, either or, uh, both, uh, consoles, I think you'll, you'll get some enjoyment out of it, but even just, you know, some of the characters, I mean, obviously this is a film that is focused on sort of the idiosyncratic nature of the people behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, the main kind of subject I would say is Tom Klins, uh, Klinsky, who, who was the Klinsky, guy yeah. who basically, you know, was sort of operating Sega, uh, or at least Sega America, and would go to Japan back and forth to kind of, you know, give input and sort of sell his, uh, you know, his ideas. And at first, or for at least the majority of of, of the film, you, you see that he's somebody that is, you know, starts at Mattel selling Barbies and uh, He-Man action figures, kind of becomes this kind of new guy in the world of video game sort of marketing and advertising um, brings a kind of brand new kind of point of view and perspective that's fresh and really makes the company thrive and successful um, is partly responsible for helping sort of, you know, pave the way for Sonic and other games. And also again, like, you know, having the uh, R rated or mature, uh, video games like Mortal Kombat, which was both available for uh, Nintendo and Sega, but Sega, when it was first introduced, had the you know the the blood and the guts uncensored, where Nintendo didn't. Um, so hearing like his stories and how like he was dealing with you know an internal struggle, not only with you know you know fighting off Nintendo, he was literally you know, taking Sega America and bringing it over to Sega Japan and the Japanese businessmen were kind of opposed to a lot of what uh, he was trying to do, even when it was successful. And it feels like that's ultimately part of the downfall of Sega into the late nineties and early two thousands. And another thing they don't even really talk about that you, you know, you mentioned after we watched the movie is the Sega dreamcast, which, you know, shout out to my brother Connor was one of the few people that bought that console. Um, it's, it's, I remember renting one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, like you see like there are so many opportunities that sega had in the late 90s to really kind of like sort of one up nintendo uh as it was getting closer to n64 and it's like you know as much as tom kalinsky was trying it just it never kind of paid you know worked out for him even though his track record was pretty solid and then you have people like um Stephen race who's kind of like this like um sort of dirty behind the scenes kind of uh um advertiser who like specifically right. sort of thrives on 
conflict who you know worked for sega at one point and then defects to uh sony as soon as sony kind of puts their uh hat into the ring and it's kind of fun to watch him and talking or you know how he talks about um you know his approach and kind of being unapologetic when it comes to um sort of slandering the other companies and like he even says like you know his wife um, thinks like he's one of the or is, one of his ex-wives thinks he's one of the most soulless human beings and incapable of love <laughs> yeah. and like stuff like that which is all very funny and 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 it does have almost like a silicon valley mike judge kind of quality to yeah. some of these characters or like these subjects and that's why i think is death rogan and evan goldberg like limited series which i just looked up they're still attached to i think could be really really entertaining it almost does feel like this is like a pilot for them to pitch to studios in a weird way and be like, this is the kind of thing we want to do, but you know, with actors playing these parts and like, look how crazy this time period was. And like all the behind the scenes stuff is, is just fascinating to watch. And you think like, you know, like this is almost really like a wild West of, you know, video games and animation and, and, you know, pixelation. And like, it's just kind of, it could lend itself to a fun kind of mini series, limited series, or even, you know, like two to three seasons worth of, of show, because I feel like you could do the Sega Nintendo thing and then get into Microsoft and kind of just see the expansion of, you know, video games and even the stuff with uh, Atari at the beginning when, you know, Pong is first introduced to the home market. It's, it's just fascinating to see the progression of video games and how at one point it was considered this weird novelty that maybe wasn't going to really go anywhere. And now it's become, or is one of the biggest, uh, you know, home marketing, um, you know yeah. revenues it's, so it's it's exciting to see bigger than of, the movie industry yeah. and the music industry because like it's a multi-billion dollar industry now right which is uh absolutely insane yeah i do wish the movie did touch on like you know the sega master system or even go into more i feel like the stuff with the n64 and the sega saturn is kind of just tossed in there at the end and i know that um the movie is focused you know basically genesis versus the super nintendo um but then to me that stuff i'm like do you really need it like it feels so thrown in there at the end of the movie that um if you're not really going to touch on it it just feels like an end cap that doesn't feel fleshed out and then they even go into you know sony like you mentioned and that's just very quickly saying sony comes in and, and kind of dominates with the playstation the crash and, bandicoot kind of <laughs> yeah i mean and that's a whole nother thing is like Basically, Sony saw what Nintendo and uh, and Sega were doing and came in and basically just topped that because they had Crash Bandicoot. Remember the guy in the costume? He would go over to the so- or to Nintendo headquarters and Sega headquarters and like yell with the megaphone and shit. Which was, so the, was courtesy very- of Steve uh, uh, Race as well again. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then like, it it was this thing of like, we just need to make everyone think that these other consoles are for babies, essentially. (laughs) And we're the ultimate thing, which is kind of stopped now, which I think is interesting, because we're, we're about to get, you know, two brand new, we're in a year of a, of a console launch, which doesn't happen very often. It's been seven years. Uh, I guess the Nintendo Switch came a little bit after, uh, you know, the PS4 and uh, the Xbox One. Um, so it hasn't been that long. But for Sony and Microsoft to put out a new console, it's been about seven years. So it, it's interesting with this movie dropping this year as well. And we're kind of seeing how video game marketing has changed and how 
um, rivalries has changed because I really do feel like it was Sony versus Microsoft for the longest time. And then Nintendo, they even show in this movie, kind of eventually takes an approach that goes, you know what? We don't necessarily need to compete with the big boys. We don't need to have the best graphics. We don't need to have this stuff. We just have to focus on doing our own thing and and putting out good games and people will come back, right? And I would love to see another, you know, sequel to this that does cover Sony, Microsoft and how Nintendo kind of finds their own way because like the N64 was you know, a moderate success, but then with the GameCube, they kind of failed again. And Nintendo always kind of has like a one-on, one-off thing where they like succeed and then they fail hard. So like they did the GameCube and then they did the Wii, um, which was super, super popular. Then they did the Wii U, which was one of their biggest failures of all time. And then they do the Switch and it's one of the most successful video game consoles of all time. So I think there's a lot there and I, I obsess over the video game industry. And I, I really like, if I didn't get into film, I, I think I would have gotten into, you know, either doing marketing or, or, or something with video games. And, um, I, that's why I think I just enjoyed this thoroughly, even though it's not, I can tell that the filmmaking isn't, you know, above it's a pretty average all all the way around. And it's I a little clunky install, though but... at times as well because oh, yeah, like, we did. Yeah, there's this idea that okay, like the the movie narratively, you know, kind of goes through oh, right. Atari um, as it starts and kind of introduces the idea, of, like you know, video games as a consumer item can work and there's interest in it, and then the focus is po- mainly from the point of view of uh, Sega and Sega kind of competing against Nintendo, and then about halfway through the movie it kind of jumps back yeah it goes back around to nintendo's origins and it feels like you know it's almost like stalling for time or like padding things out starts and and yeah yeah, it's it's like a it's like a bad or 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 a bad console that you need to like you know pull out of its its socket and kind of blow Blow on yeah uh and then start (laughs) it up again because like it it introduces the nintendo origin later on and i kind of feel like again structurally speaking it just doesn't make any sense. I rather have them kind of done like a back and forth between yes, Sega and Nintendo that. that the way that they were doing throughout, because it just kind of takes, as you mentioned, a break or a pause and goes into, you know, Nintendo's origins and the idea that like, you know, even the word Nintendo was kind of like this, uh, you know, foreign weird word that would be associated as like, oh, is that some sort of like, you know, uh, laundromat? chain or something like that and not like a, a video like now it's in the lexicon and people know what it is when you say nintendo even people that aren't video game fans like they have an idea of oh, what yeah. it is or you know the associate oh, it became like Mario. the term with like kleenex or like a brand name that just became the term for video games yeah, with nintendo yeah. right yeah you don't like even your have parents to say video like, games you just say nintendo yeah. and it's like oh yeah those, and they kind of you yeah. kind of know and and i do like the idea it's like like a big part of this is marketing and the idea of like, you know, like how marketing is taken to be kind of competitive in a direct way and an indirect way. And the kinds of marketing you have, like in the, you know, in the nineties, it was very much in your face, aggressive style marketing from Sega's point of view and sort of making, you know, Nintendo look a little too safe, a little too precious. I think all that stuff is kind of fun to watch and weirdly kind of has some artistic value and just the idea of like the kinds of, uh, 
the the kinds of commercials that were being made at that yeah. time that kind of have that 90s style to it. No, oh, and they're so much more interesting than anything we kind of get now, right? Because it's all done with practical, you know, effects and shots and they're all these weird, you know, you, you 90s were just, you know, weird and in your face, which I kind of liked uh, about, you know, I mean, we grew up during that time, but um, I loved seeing that. And yeah, you make a great point that I almost forgot that like I would have liked to see a, a little bit more of a balance between Sega and Nintendo or um, because the movie is called console wars and it is about both companies, but it is very much from Sega's perspective throughout the majority of it. Right. Um, And I would have liked to see, a little bit more of a balance or a back and forth throughout the entire film. Cause I, I do agree with you that it is clunky in the sense that um, about a third of the way through or halfway through, you just kind of randomly jump back and now get the Nintendo side of things. So um, yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. And that's kind of what I think we were alluding to earlier where it's an entertaining documentary. And if, especially if you're interested in the subject matter, but um it's a little rough around the edges and I felt that kind of similar uh, to action park, the documentary um, class action park. Uh, I felt very similar between these where it felt nostalgic and it was fun seeing that time period, but a little rough around the edges. But I think if you're now interested in the subject matter that ultimately that you'll kind of enjoy it. So um, I'm going to give it a three and a half um, just because I, I was, you know, completely, uh, invested in the in the subject matter even though it is a bit rough around the edges so three and a half for me i'll give it a three i think it's perfectly enjoyable um easy to watch well made for what it is it looks nice it's very slick but it doesn't really offer anything that you couldn't sort of read about or you know yeah. kind of look online for but it is kind of fun just to probably kind of, could have just read the book right? yeah reminisce in, in in a way and watch you know these these subjects kind of talk about this wild time in you know video game marketing and sort of behind the scenes of what went into it and just you know the the trash talking is 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 worth it on on it's its a own lot of fun, so yeah. yeah for sure All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, we have tons of other reviews up on Untitled Movie Reviews right now. We have all of our TIFF coverage. Uh, We have a bunch more movies that are coming out in October for you guys to check out. So keep it locked over here on Untitled Movie Reviews. Please go subscribe to our other two shows, Untitled Movie Podcast and Untitled Movie Conversations. And if you have a spare moment, we'd love if you guys went over and uh, reviewed uh, the shows uh, on your podcast service of choice. Uh, also give us a follow at untitled underscore cast on all those social medias. And as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work at untitledmoviepodcast.com and around the social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric March, and you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Sega! I was going to do that. Good job.